All right, guys, back with episode 20 of Two Dope Brothers in the Podcast. Got some really funny stuff coming on. Uh, Chris and I are going to talk about some world events, get into some sports talk, and then uh, we'll answer a couple questions from our fan base out there. So definitely sit back, strap in, guys. It's going to be a great episode. What up? What's good, my friend? How are you? Wonderful. How are you? Uh, you know, I can't complain, sir. We are 20 episodes in, <clears throat> and I feel kind of good. Kind of good? That's kind of good. It is kind of good. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to Two Dope Brothers in the Podcast. That's right. We are at episode 20. Huge milestone for us, Chris. Huge milestone. We stay committed through 20. I, I feel like maybe 15 or solid episodes. Um we we we've, we've stuck to it, man. I'm proud of us. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of me. Um, we did it. Twenty twin, twenty twin, twin, and apology. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. Um, it's good to be back. Um, good to hit our stride again. So we've uh, done two episodes in two weeks. I feel good. And uh, you know, let's jump right into this, man. There's a whole hell of a lot going on in the world today. Is there? I feel like there's nothing going on but working. What's going on with you? Me? Well, man, you know, I am still getting my business going. I had a photo shoot today with a wonderful model with a very great story. Um, She was recently uh, laid off from her job uh, last year. She's a graphic designer. She's hearing impaired, um, but she's doing a lot of awesome freelance work. So I was able to kind of just go around our neighborhood, uh, take some great shots uh, with her. And um, the shots came out great. But um, just really awesome person. And uh, somebody offered me a gig uh, to shoot at a party. And now it's not just any party, Chris. It's the Jewish Halloween party. Uh, what's, what's Jewish Halloween, buddy? I'm not sure, Chris. I have to do some research on that. But um, it sounds like it's going to be fun. It's, uh, it's later this month. It's got a DJ and like some pretty pretty serious lighting setups um and i did these people's headshots who run this company so um i feel like it could be a great interesting opportunity that sounds absolutely wonderful man yeah i can't wait i've never experienced a jewish halloween so i think it will be uh exciting to say the least something yeah it's gonna be something for sure What's well, going on with you, man? How, how's horse life? How's Smokey? How's Smokey? I haven't, I haven't seen Smokey in over a week, man. I was in Texas helping my little brother move. Oh yeah, how'd that go? Uh, you know, it was it was wonderful. It's always a good time to spend with them. Uh, he picked me up. My flight was a little bit, so I got in like one in the morning. Um, a little bit. Yeah, it was it was late a little bit. <laughs> uh, Jeez. Yeah, uh, but when I pulled up to his mansion, um. <laughs> It was uh, it was nice to see he he lives in a legitimate uh, manor mansion whatever you want to call it he's he's doing well for himself so I'm super proud of him that's good he's he's a funny son of a bitch we rented a uh, he rented a 26 foot moving truck and if you know anything about us we're uh, we're a couple of one two fucking morons and so uh, we got in this huge moving truck and he looks at me and goes I think I might need a CDL to drive this fucking thing. <laughs> and uh, we we both kind of nervously giggled, and then uh, 
we proceeded to flip all the switches and turn all the dials and hit all the buttons on this dash and somehow made this fucking rocket ship take off. Uh, but it had air brakes on it. And uh, at the first stoplight we got to, he decided that it would be fun to like play a little beat with the air brakes and like with the air brakes on the truck. <laughs> and the fucking air, uh, we didn't have no more air in the brakes. So the truck started to roll. We didn't know how the parking brake. It was a fucking shit show. We're a couple of idiots. It was pretty funny. Oh, man. I bet that was a great time. Uh, yeah. How much stuff did you have to move? Are you still sore? Uh... No, nah, it wasn't too bad. He, uh, We had to move a playground set, uh, the shit out of his garage, and, and a bunch of dishes and stuff. So it wasn't too bad, but we made a lot of trips. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We laughed a lot. We figured out that it had one of those badass like semi-truck air horns in it. So we were uh complete dickheads with that thing we were we were honking at every car every person every construction site every dog we were we were the worst people in the world with this with this truck they shouldn't allow it guys like us to have a truck but oh god that was a good time we were real dickheads with it well hey man having a good time with your brother is all that matters sir yeah for sure so i'm glad that you uh had a good time and you guys were able to bond yeah, get a little bonding and, going on. And it snowed in Dallas while I was down there, so I haven't had Whoa. any warm weather, any nice weather in a month or so. I'm I'm craving it. Yeah, man. Um, winter, I mean, I swear to God, uh, spring needs to get here. Winter needs to end. It's, yeah, it was like 21 degrees here today, so you know I'm I'm over it. I'm officially over it. So um, I definitely want spring to get here like yesterday. Yep. 25 days until I go to L.A. for Disneyland, so that's something. What? What are you going to Disneyland for, my friend? To fucking ride rides and to slap Mickey Mouse in his fucking stupid face. Taking the kids? No, I thought I'd just go by myself. Fuck those assholes. (laughs) (laughs) Of course I'm taking the kids. That's the whole reason I'm doing this. It could have been a romantic getaway for you and your lovely wife. I'm I'm Uh, not trying to jump to conclusions here, sir. First of all, first of all. First I'm only all, trying to just see what all the options are. First of all, if you take a romantic vacation to Disneyland, you're a fucking loser. Uh, second ooh, of all, ooh, no, ooh. it's it's strictly for kids. Yikes. Uh, I've never even been to Disneyland, so I'm pretty pumped about going, but yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, I've never been to Disneyland, been to Disney World. Um, you know, it, it's just, I don't understand it like when i was growing up you always had these rich kids that went to disney like every year and like right around christmas or between christmas and thanksgiving and i've been to disney now twice in my life i went first when i was 16 with my mother because it was a lifelong dream of hers to go to disney so we went and then i went uh in my early 20s i went again with a bunch of friends and listen it's cool it's cool when you're younger but um, I, I just don't see the appeal because it, it's the biggest uh, price gouge in America um, for the oh, no insane doubt. amount of shit, money you spend on, you know, the same shit. You can go to the local whatever theme park you have, whether it's a Six Flags or a Mom and we're Pop. Staying at the, we're staying at the California Grand Adventure, some, some Disneyland park, and it's $850 a night. So Woo. you're talking about price gouging. Woo. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was like, God damn. I want to talk to you about a potential business venture, Uncle Moneybags. Well, you should have talked to me last week before I booked my trip to Disneyland because now I don't have no more money and no more bags. Damn it. Yeah. 
<laughs> Daylight and a dollar short there, pimp. All right. Well, hey, enjoy Disney World, sir. Disneyland. Well, Disneyland. That's right. Sorry. Yeah, yep. It's the same thing. It's fucking not. One's in sketchy-ass Florida, and the other one is in L.A. <laughs> sketchy-ass Florida. Why do you say sketchy-ass Florida, Chris? It's just Florida. You know my feelings about fucking Florida. You got to go down there, and you got to smoke meth. You got to fucking <laughs> eat basalts and fucking turn into a zombie and bite people's face off. Yeah, Florida does some fucked up shit, man. Yeah, Florida is it's the home of the fucking creepers and weirdos. <laughs> no doubt there. No lies. No lies detected in that statement, my friend. Not at all. All right. Um, so should we jump into the news, man? Should we get into some of these incredible yeah, news stories? Tell me the news. Tell me the news. What's uh, up? Oh, man. So um, I don't know if you've had a chance to watch it, Chris, but have you – well, two things to watch. Have you seen uh, the Finding Neverland documentary? I was just talking about that about 30 minutes ago. No, I haven't. Okay, and, good, and, good. And you don't I'm, want I'm, to. I'm not going to watch it, to be honest. I I already imagined the worst about it. I don't need to hear it from other people. Fair enough. Fair enough, my friend. I, I imagine him being the ultimate fucking creep. And, uh, yeah, that's just that's always what I've always thought about him anyway. So I don't need to hear any more about it. it that would... Uh, that would really corrupt my fragile little mind. It really fuck with you, wouldn't it? Yeah. No, no doubt. It's. Um, Did you see it? Yeah, I watched the first. Well, I watched the first part. Let me be completely transparent here. I've only watched the first part of the documentary. Um, it, it it was a bit. Um, it was graphic. I'll say that. Um, the recounting of these things that uh, may or may not have happened. I, you know, I, I still reserve my judgment cause the other person's not here to defend themselves, but <sighs> I think we all knew Mike, Michael was off and, um, you know, I'm not going to speculate on what did or did not happen. You know, everybody has their own feelings about the guy. Either you thought he was a total creep, sick weirdo, or you just thought he did nothing wrong. Um, but either way you feel about it, it was uh, a little hard to watch at points uh, because it was so graphic in this description. Um, but I mean, because he was jacking little kids off or what? Well, I, dude, I, I, I can't even talk about it on the podcast. I refuse to go there. I think I've got some lines as a dad and I can't yep. discuss. Because Michael Jackson was a terrible person. Discuss what, what happened. My, my, my problem is, though, is as a parent, as a dad of little kids, mm-hmm. you if if Michael Jackson came up to you and was like, hey, Daryl, uh, let me take uh, Isaiah for the weekend off to Hawaii, you as a dad, I'm sure, would be like, fuck you, Mike, and punch him in his face because that's what I would do. Well, I, I, I would never be like, yeah, let Cashy go with you for the fucking weekend up to Vail and chill in the year. <laughs> like, that's, that's not, as a parent, that's not the shit I would allow to have happen. So uh, while, while Michael was the ultimate creep, the parents were also fucking absolutely culpable in the situation to allow their little kids to go get jacked off by Michael Jackson. <laughs> well, true that, my friend. Um, I think it's it's weird. We're seeing these parallels, and I'll go back to even the Surviving R. Kelly uh, documentary as well. Um, you have what once these people reach a certain amount of uh, fame, if you will. Um, in their com- respective communities. So Michael Jackson obviously was a global influence. I mean, he, he was carrying. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, sure. the, the charm hit sure. everybody. Sure. R. Kelly definitely within the black community, especially within Chicago or those that were up and coming musicians. Sure. We get still, blinded. Still not getting to jack my kids off. 
<laughs> Good lord. No, bro. It's the famous as you are. You're not jacking my kids off. You're not spending the weekend with my kids. But see, that's the problem is people don't people don't look at celebrities, and it's sad to say, as human. We look at them as this godly creature that is above the things of normal men. And I think that's where we make the problem is not allowing these people to still be people too at the end of the day. And so when you watch these documentaries, the one thing that is consistent when you're, you know, thinking like, well, where were the parents at? The parents are either, you know, not that well off. They want better for their children. uh, And they're somehow not thinking clearly through this because this is Michael Jackson, you know, the guy who made Thriller. He's got to be a decent dude. There's no way he's going to help my son get where he needs to go. Hey, this is R. Kelly. This guy's made hit records and number one singles. And I think he is going to just help my daughter get where she needs to go in her career. And I think you, you don't say, okay, this is my 15 year old daughter. And this is a 40 year old man. This is weird. People look at the opportunity more than they look at the actual situation where if it was just some random 40 year old guy, you'd be like, hell no. But because it is R Kelly, Michael Jackson, whoever, and so ever, they're just seeing the opportunity and they're not really thinking this thing all the way through. And I think that's the biggest problem is, you know, I, I'm not letting my kids go with anybody who no. I don't intimately know, even as, as part of my family, I'm not letting them go with anybody without yeah, absolutely me not. and forget an extended period of time. No, it's yeah. not happening. Fuck off. Yeah. You're not. No, I don't even like sleep. I don't even like sleepaway camp. Cause I don't even feel like that's, even cool anymore because you got a lot of sickos out there but you know it's just one of those things again where you you got to remember these are people too and people are flawed um and until you intimately know somebody you don't know how deep that rabbit hole goes so anyway moving on um did you happen to see the r (laughs) kelly interview chris I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, I dude, didn't. you need that. You need. To I watched it. a couple of seconds of him making another one of his uh, dramatic music videos with Gail, <laughs> and just yelling and screaming <laughs> and acting like a goddamn weirdo. Well, I mean, it, it goes back to the old thing, man. It's just like I'm sure you can remember, Chris, when you were young, right? When you got like so offended when your parents would be like, "Did you do this?" You'd be like, "Why do you think it's me? Why is it always got to be me?" Whatever. You probably did it. No, like I, I always more... had an easy. I had I had an easy out because I lived with my brother. Yeah, that's probably my my parents out. always believed yeah. it was my brother. <laughs> it was it was an easy it was an easy out. Poor Eric, poor Eric. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it, it just goes back to this whole thing of, you know, it, he just is so adamant about this. Um, he does. He's done nothing wrong when. I mean, I'm sorry. If one person says I you're seen a scumbag, a video, I, I seen it. a video of him pissing on a 14-year-old girl. He definitely did things wrong. He can yell and scream as much as he wants, but I saw with my own fucking eyes. You never urinated on anybody, Chris? No, nah, bro. Nah, nah, dog. Maybe when I was a small baby child and I peed on my mom or something, but <laughs> no. See? See? You've done it. You've done it. Yeah, but th- those are that, that, was, that was older bitches. <laughs> Oh, Chris, I, I just, I, I think it's yeah. R. Kelly, man. We got to cancel this dude. He's, he's done. Um, I heard they took all of his music and shit off of iTunes, which good on them. They should take Michael Jackson's shit off the internet too. 
Wow. Let's erase. Let's erase the memory of the king of pop. Son of a bitch. Whew. Ah, man, I struggle with that one a little bit. Chris. Can you can you can you differentiate can you differentiate yourself between the music and the jacking off a of little kids? Yeah, like can tough, you still man. listen to his music knowing that he's a kid jacker offer? Yeah, somebody lied to you, Chris. R. Kelly's music is still up on iTunes. Is it really? Oh, yeah, man. It's yeah. off. Nah, nah, it's still here. Let me yeah. just click on it. Let me click on an album. Yeah, you can still buy it. Shame on them, then. Yeah, I mean it. It's. I mean, something something's off with that dude, and I think uh, he is guilty of sin, and um, hopefully they can prove it. Uh, you know, even if they don't uh, prove it, I think the uh, court of public opinion still indicates that uh, he's a piece of shit, and, you know, whatever. No one's going to work with him anymore, hopefully, and he fades away off into oblivion. Agreed. Agreed, my friend. Uh, how about uh, how about uh, LeBron uh, moving past uh, Michael Jordan on the uh, all-time scoring list in the NBA? I saw that last night. He was playing against my Nuggets. Yeah, see, I got a problem with that. Um, Why? Why? What's wrong with you, man? Well, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, let, let, let me not take anything away from LeBron. He's uh, been a tremendous athlete throughout the course of his career. Um, it just so happens that the day he passes – uh, Michael Jordan, this crowd in Staples chants, we want Kobe, um, <laughs> which, uh, you know, is kind of rubbing salt in the wound there. It's obviously not been the season that the Lakers or LeBron James expected um, out in L.A. And, you know, I, I just think that it's it's um, it, it's, you know, it's part of the monster he helped create. Um, you know, the whole super team thing, right? You know, I know we, you know, we don't give a ton of credit to the Boston Celtics for really actually being the first super team, or even if you want to go back to, you know, Kobe and Shaq being the first super team uh, to put it together. But, you know, it, it, it's a different era. What are you in... talking about? What you hold up? Hold yeah, up. What, what? Did you just call Kobe and Shaq the first super team? Dude, those were two supremely talented all-stars in their own right before they became teammates they were both already all-stars and hall of fame candidates we you know that that's that to me is a super team when you get two people of equal star power on the same team you know jordan's teams right jordan was the superstar i mean i love scotty pippen to death i think he's six man of the fucking ever six man scotty pippen well not six man but you know Next what best thing in the fuck? Wait, did you forget spoke. about Tony Kukoc? Yeah. Did you forget about Bill Cartwright? Did you forget about B.J. Armstrong? I did, did not forget, forget about, about John those. Paxton. I did not forget about those guys, Chris. But you could not tell me that you could take a single one of those players, put them on another team, like we did with Scottie Pippen and the Blazers later on in his career, put them on another team, and they oh, are God. the superstar. They're not. They're not. Mike Rodman. Borderline, sir. Borderline, borderline. He played on great teams his entire career. So it's very hard when a guy, you know, of course, grabs 30 rebounds a game. Yeah, he's going to be great anyway, but he doesn't score. And we all know you got to put points on the board. Now, of course, when you're grabbing a rebound and throwing it to Michael Jordan every time, you know, you know, you're getting assist stats like crazy. So I think that the problem for LeBron is he's been to, a lot of people give him the blame for the first super team when he went down to Miami with Chris Bosh and D-Wade um, in this era. And 
he's kind of now, unfortunately, getting the swift kick in the ass um, for all the things that he's done in his career that the court of public opinion just doesn't agree with. And this is kind of a failed experiment at this point. Um, yeah. you know, my, I, my only problem with LeBron ever was the fact that he ever left Cleveland in the first place. I just wish he would have been a loyal motherfucker and stayed in Cleveland and did whatever he did. He probably would have won titles eventually, but you know, like, yeah, see, I, I, I don't, don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. I think you know, it, it's a short-sighted. It's short-sighted. It's highly uh, short-sighted. The problem that a lot of us fans, Chris, you know, we we came up in in the golden age of the NBA, right? We had such supreme talent across the league, right? I mean. You could go down the list of every NBA team and name somebody who's either in the Hall of Fame or on the ballot for the Hall of Fame or on their way to the Hall of Fame. I mean, it was just overloaded with the wealth of talent that they had. In this day and age, they're not thinking about team loyalty and doing things the right way. They are like, I have a certain amount of time to make a certain amount of money to win a certain amount of championships before... My body gives up on me. My abilities start to fade or all of this catches up with me in age. They're trying to think of how do I achieve what I want as quickly as possible. And that's just the mentality in this day and age. And, I, you know, LeBron ushered that in. Um, you know, that's why he left Cleveland. And Cleveland wasn't doing what they needed to to support him with getting the players that he thought he needed to win a championship. And we saw what happened. He goes to Miami and he wins championships. I, I don't blame him for that. But I think, again, you're leaving a bad taste in the mouth of the fans who grew up in those uh, 90s, early 2000s watching, you know, Allen Iverson take a team of nobodies to the NBA Finals. No, they didn't win, but Allen Iverson gets so much credit and respect for the fact that he was loyal, he did everything he had to do, and he got to the top of the mountain. He didn't win the championship but he has infinite respect amongst a lot of NBA fans and a lot of NBA superstars for being that dude who just went out there and balled every night, knowing that, hey, I may never win a championship, but I'm going to be the greatest point guard of all time. Yeah, he was dope in Denver. So, I mean, I think that's, I think that's where, I think that's where, you know, (laughs) he was dope in Denver. He was dope in Denver. He was dope in Denver. But I think that's the issue of, you know, LeBron. And I, you know, I'm, I'm glad he passed Michael Jordan. You know, every, it's going to happen. You know, these players are getting better and better with every generation that goes by. But, um, you know, I, I think LeBron's just getting a rude awakening in the twilight of his career that, you know, all the movement around is kind of turning off a lot of the older fans to what he has done um, over the course of his career. And people say it cheapens his legacy next to a Michael Jordan. It is what it is to each their own. It's two different eras of basketball. You know, take it for what it is. Yeah, I'll take it for what it is. I don't like him playing for the Lakers. That's for, that's for goddamn sure. <laughs> well, I just mean it, it again goes to the point where you're starting to – it's starting to go back to what it was in the 90s, right? You're seeing a lot of – these superstars not making the super packs, not joining the super teams. You saw KD do it. You saw the backlash from it. Now with this whole Anthony Davis situation, you know, what is the next move going to be? Because you have like the uh, DeMar DeRozan's, the Kawhi Leonard's, the, um, I'm drawing a blank here, Chris, and uh, I'm sorry, but I, I just can't think of the other guys. 
Um, the Anthony Davis is, you know, J- Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, J- J- Jimmy Butler off to the Sixers. Well, not so much him, but I'm saying you've got guys that have this mindset of I'm not doing that. I'm not joining a super team and they have a more old school mentality of, Hey, I'm going to get with the team. I'm going to work with the players I have, and we're all going to get better to win a championship together as a team. Um, rather than saying, Hey, you know, when my contract's up, I'm jumping to, you know, the Sixers or the Lakers or, you know, the, the Boston Celtics to form whatever super team they're trying to do it again. I want to be the centerpiece of this team. I want good people around me who I can help make, you know, three of them great. And the other two just need to, you know, do what they need to do when they need to do it. And I, I think that's kind of, you know, the mentality that a lot of these guys are starting to go back to. Yeah. I feel you. Hey, did you watch the UFC on Saturday night? Was that the pay-per-view? Yes. Sir, I don't I don't pay money for UFC. Ooh. Ooh, they haven't got you yet, huh? Uh, they haven't. I, I just, I, I mean, I, I, A, I don't know enough about it to understand mm. what I'm buying. Did you watch the preliminaries then? The free part of the preliminaries? Oh, shit. I did not, sir. I was, I was having family time. Oh, all right. Well, one fella knocked another fella out with a flying knee. And, 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 and the fella. Was it legal? Knocked, was it legal? I, a flying knee is 100% illegal. Okay. I, I mean, no, legal, legal. It's good. I, I misspoke. Okay. Uh, so he hit him with a flying knee, knocked him out. And then he went and did a little weird salute and then tried to fall into the worm. And the motherfucker separated his shoulder. It was the funniest thing I've seen in quite some time. <laughs> he, he had to call the doctor in. They had to look at his shoulder. It was a uh, dislocated shoulder. It was really funny. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. that... <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was pretty awesome. When keeping it real goes wrong. Yeah, right? <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it, I didn't have a chance to watch it, but was there anything else memorable, Chris, that you could yeah. tell us in on? Or Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 97-year-old Diego Sanchez, uh, he is the season one winner of The Ultimate Fighter. He beat uh, a friend of mine, uh, a guy I know, named uh, Mickey Gall. He beat him pretty bad. Okay. Um, so uh, it was weird to see Diego Sanchez finish a guy the first time in 11 years. Um Mickey Gall had a uh, terrible weight cut, I guess, but uh, Diego Sanchez is like, uh, he's a a weird motherfucker. He uh, stands outside in lightning storms and tries to draw energy from the lightning like like, uh, like a guy from fucking Mortal Kombat and shit. It's, uh, he's a weird son of a bitch. So it was kind of weird. Raiden. Yeah, Raiden, exactly. Yeah, that was it. Um, No, but it was was a good card. We get to see Tyrone Woodley get... uh, dominated for five rounds by Kamara Usman and uh there's a new uh title holder in in the 170 pound weight class so that was something to see nice yeah it was uh it was definitely something John Jones won again he is probably the best fighter ever in the history of the world if you could just stay off fucking drugs he would be uh <laughs> he'd probably be the best ever I have a real problem with John Jones because John Jones is a uh, he's a it's a fairly well known fact that he's a fucking dirtbag, and if he would just embrace his dirtbagisms instead of trying to be something that he's not and try to be this turtleneck wearing fucking preacher looking son of a bitch when that's not what he is he's a cocaine doing <laughs> weed smoking dirtbag and if he would just embrace who the fuck he is the fans would really enjoy that he would have. Mm-hmm. A much better time of people embracing the real dirtbagisms. 
he's a goddamn professional fighter. He punches people in the mouth for money. He shouldn't act like a choir boy. He shouldn't try to be something he's not. So that bums me out too. Gotcha, man. I'm, 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 I'm picking up what you're putting down, and I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it all the way. Just to, just be the dirtbag. Just be the dirtbag you are. Yeah, I mean, sometimes Embrace you've got to – Don't be fake. Don't be fake. Hey, listen, man. I've been called an asshole more than once in my life, and I embrace the fact that, yeah, you know, I have asshole tendencies. I am not going to sit here and say I'm a choir boy. But, you know, I, I feel that whenever somebody does it, it's warranted, and B – you know, it, it is who I am. I'm not going to shy away from it. You know, it's just yeah. sometimes people need a good swift kick in the ass. Yeah, just be a dirtbag. Just be who you are. Just be real. Oh, yeah. Keep it real. Yep. Keep it real. Yep. On that note, I'm supposed to go stumblebilling again this weekend, and I my back is just finally starting to feel better. So I'm trying to get out of that. <laughs> Where's my invite, dude? I, I just feel like, what is it? You and your buddies just don't want to invite the black guy to go snowmobiling? Snowmobiling? Uh, they don't even want to invite me anymore because it sucks so bad. But uh, I've I've got a half-ass invitation to go up this weekend. But we've had a lot of snow in the mountains. They got two feet of snow in Vail last night. There's been all kinds of avalanches. They hit a gas line. They closed the interstate. It sounds like goddamn Armageddon. <laughs> Jesus. I'm kind of yeah. They're like. <laughs> don't come into the mountains and i'm like you know i should listen to these fucking warnings because it sounds very serious but yeah maybe maybe just uh stay stand stay in right that's what i'm thinking hang out with the family lay low not blow my back out snowmobiling yeah i feel like that might be uh a perfectly acceptable option uh because you're about to go to disney and you don't want to be laid up or in a wheelchair but so here's the thing there's a fella that's gonna be there that like five years ago i was like I would give my left nut to meet this guy. He's my fucking hero. And uh, I put it out in the universe. And now is like my opportunity to meet this guy. And so Sarah's kind of like, you're an asshole for not going to meet this guy that you really want to meet. And uh, I don't know. It just, it feels like it's, uh, you know, with all the snow and the driving and the snowmobiling, like it really feels like it's going to be a pain in the ass. But I should embrace the fact that I get to go meet this fella and probably become best friends with him and, you know, do cool shit. This is the part where you're supposed to be like, yeah, go do that, Chris. Go do Talk that, into go it. Do that yeah, shit, go, homie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you're supposed to say. Go do it. You're supposed to be a hype man. Getting me hyped up to yeah, go do Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go do that shit, homie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. All right. Go do it, man. Yeah. I don't feel like you need a hype, man, Chris. You're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. You're going to nut up or you're going to pass nope. out, man. I mean, I, what, what, I what, is, what is it? You don't need me. You don't need I like, me, sir. I, I like having a hype, you man. Do, I'm going to tell you to do it anyway because if it's somebody <laughs> you've wanted to meet for a long time, it's like somebody yeah. saying, like, hey, you've got the chance to go meet The Rock. I'm, I'm going to take it. I, I think the dude's pretty it's... cool. I would like to sit down and eat a eat a stack of like 14 pancakes or whatever he eats in the morning and just have a conversation with the dude so yeah I'll yeah be there yeah yeah that's what i'm talking about so take your bony ass up there and go go do the damn thing dude <clears throat> all right all right you'll you'll see it on my instagram story then i'm going good here i come i'm proud of you yep there we go very proud of you chris hey so what else is going on um not too much man uh it's been a a pretty boring week um i'm about to apply for a small business loan and uh if you know anything about achieving or obtaining a small business loan it's no easy feat 
So I've been working on business planning, cost projections. I feel like I'm in high school or back in the corporate world again with all the things are you I get, used to do. Are you going to get a fat sack of cash and then we're going to the strip club? Or what are we doing with this bunch of money? No, I'm going to have to put it into my business. Um, you know, I don't want to have this out here on the podcast. You know, they could find this and say, oh, you're going to go to the strip club. Um, um, all right. All right. Me... We'll, we'll, we'll save that. We'll keep that to text messages. But anyway, um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm just trying to do that process. And, you know, so everybody wants your business, but there are so many uh, stipulations and all this other crap. Um, and then you have to turn over your business plan to them. And I feel like I have a pretty solid model. I think uh, I'll, I'll do really well with it. But, um, you know, just nervous for somebody to take a look at that and hopefully uh, not critique it too, too hard because I feel like I know my community. And sometimes, you know, banks just may not always be in touch with the community. So. All right, all right. Is this for your photography business? It is, it is, sir. I need to uh, upgrade my camera gear. Um, need to get some uh, pro fast glass, some awesome lenses for the end of my camera to get those uh, crisp images. And uh, I need a, I need a decent camera uh, to get me through. I'll probably go with the two camera system. I'm did you ever, did you ever check out my friend Tracy's uh, Instagram pages and see all her pictures? And stuff? I did, I did. I, I believe I follow her. She's a wonderfully talented woman, isn't she? She is superiorly talented. Uh, one thing I love about photography is, um, you know, it, it's it's so unique to each person that does it. There's no, like, standard, like, you know, if you want to be a good accountant, you just pretty much have to know fucking numbers. I mean, there's nothing, you know, there's no uh, je ne sais quoi, if you will, to accounting. Um, and I'm sorry if I pissed the accountants off out there. That's from what I just know. I mean, I could be talking bullshit. But from what I know is you just got to be good with numbers, know how to move things around, know how, you know, certain things work in the world. Um, but I feel like you, you do a fairly good job at that. But with photography, I mean, you can have different styles. You can shoot different ways. You can edit differently. For sure. And it For just sure. it makes everything different. And, you know, it, certain people like certain types of photos. You know, there's goth inspired photographers there's people who love lights and sun rays and sunbeams and then you have people who are like nah i do natural light like i do um where i just use the light that's in the world and then i just highlight you in post-production to make it look like a dope ass photo so um all different types of stuff all different types of personalities out there met a couple photographers vibe with them you know there's some other people who just act like they don't have the time of day so it's whatever but you know, it's very, very interesting medium, and I, I quite enjoy it. Hmm, that's wonderful. Yeah, uh, Tracy's a, she's a she's a good friend of mine. She's a, a photographer. Um, a different flavor, though. She has some cool stuff where she goes out in the desert and takes, I don't know, like uh, what would you call those extended exposure? What are those time lapse oh. photos? You, you see a couple the, different ones. You see the whole sky. It's she's dope. I like that shit. Yeah. Yeah, I do, I'm getting into long, long exposure. exposure. Get That's a, exactly what it is. And a boy. I got to get a little bit wider of a lens because when the lake is moving out here, uh, it's great for long exposures, but I don't have quite long enough of uh, or uh, Yeah, that's right. I don't have yeah, wide you, enough you don't have lens. long enough or wide enough what now? What isn't long enough or wide enough? No, it's plenty, <laughs> so don't you worry about that. Yeah. Uh, also, stuff you don't also check out my homie Will Fox. He takes a lot of really good photo- uh, photographs too. He's extremely talented. Sounds like a cart- Saturday morning cartoon Will, character. Will, Will Fox. Fox. He's a he's a genuinely good guy. He's a he's a nice fellow. Will Fox. Yeah. Okay. 
right. Nice fellows don't hang out uh, with you. The Fox Identity is his Instagram. The Fox Identity. Yeah. It sounds like he's a conspiracy he's theorist not. who might have a couple nope. pictures of Area 51 under his nope. belt. Nope. Genuinely good guy. Nothing weird, ab- Genuinely good nothing guy. weird okay. about him. Just a nice guy who takes very good photos. Except that he's friends with you. That's a little that's a little suspect on all Maybe. levels. Potentially. Potentially. All right, Chris, what else we I got? I got nothing, bro. I'm kind of boring tonight. Yeah, well, you know, it's okay. We, we're allowed one boring podcast every month. And I've just been going to shoot our load. I've just been working a lot. Shit's no fun when you work a ton. Well, hey, man. I mean, uh, listen, it, it's, it's always hard to work because work sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it sucks the life out of you, but hey, you got to pay the bills somewhere. That's it. Right? Well, then uh, I guess we'll sign it off here. Well, actually, you know what? I've got two questions from our uh, Instagram page. Oh, so shit. If you don't we mind. We got questions from our Instagram page? We got questions from the Instagram right. page, man. Right. So um, I'm going to read uh, two here. And so we'll uh, both, I guess, take turns answering them. So uh, Ashley here wants to know, what is your most embarrassing moment and why? Oh, my most embarrassing moment? Is my mm-hmm. sophomore year, I was the new kid in school at uh, a school I didn't fit in at so much, and I asked a really, uh, a really pretty girl to homecoming, and uh, I played football early in the day at the homecoming game, and I, uh, I hurt my knee, uh, not real bad, but I hurt my knee, and I took this really pretty girl to the homecoming dance. And as I was standing there at the homecoming dance with my arms around her, I fucking passed the fuck out. Uh, <laughs> banged my head off the floor. Uh, I had two of my buddies uh, pick me up and I stood up and I was like, that was weird. And then I passed the fuck out again and banged my head on the floor. And everybody thought I was on drugs or I had hurt my knee real bad and I fell. Uh, and I wasn't on drugs at all. I hadn't been drinking. I was stone cold sober. I just found out that at that point I had a weird heart condition where if I stood up too long uh, or the blood rushed to my boner, I would pass out immediately. And uh, that's what happened. I passed out twice uh, holding on to this really pretty girl and everybody at school. Uh, to this day, my brother's wife, uh, my sister-in-law, Lexi, who is two, three years younger than me, to this day, she was like, you're the one who passed out at homecoming. Like, I was known as that fucking guy. Uh the guy who passed out homecoming. It was very embarrassing as the, as the new kid in school. Oh, yeah, it was awful. Sorry yeah. about that, dude. Whatever. Oh. It's all good. <laughs> Super funny. <laughs> well, uh, so I'll, I'll try to one up you there, Chris. Um, so I was on my way to Penn State with my friends, and uh, we had made a decision. We we're going to go to this bar. Um, I can't remember the name of the bar, but they served this drink, and it was called a Monkey Boy. Um, it was literally those old school plastic soda pitchers, um, that were, uh, filled with booze and whatever you could pick like, you know, 20 different fucking flavors. And, um, I, uh, decided that, you know, I was going to be King hot shit and just start pounding these things. Cause I was parched and thirsty. And so and you were at Penn um, State, so you were like, might as well get fucked in the butt. Huh? <laughs> what? Oh, what? Wow. 
Oh, oh. wow. Fuck oh, you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're continue, a sick man. Continue your story. You're continue a sick your story. Man. We lost. We lost three. We lost three <laughs> listeners. Thanks, Chris. Um, but anywho, I down these things, and um, you know, I, I I like to drink, man. I like to drink at this point in my life, but I've never been blackout drunk. Um, never got that far, and so um, you know, I, I remember I was feeling really good, and then all of a sudden I was feeling really fucked up, and so I uh, got up to go to the bathroom, and. Something happened in the bathroom, maybe because I stood up and the blood started rushing with all the alcohol in it. And I fall over in the bathroom. I'm like leaning against the wall. <laughs> a buddy of mine comes in and is like, dude, we got to go. Like their bouncers are kicking you out. And I'm like, what? And I remember my buddies, like, you know, they got my arms around their shoulders. They're carrying me. And I tell them to stop. And I, I think I must, I don't know how, I don't think any human body has this much vomit inside of them, but I, I stop at a park bench, they put me down, and I just proceed to vomit my entire being all over the sidewalk. Um, I don't remember anything else from that night, from that point on, I don't know how I got home, I don't know what else happened. The only thing that I remember is I wake up the next morning, um, passed out on the couch, curled up in a ball and my buddy shows me a picture of me in my friend's bathroom. I've knocked over the shower, the shower rod. So the shower rod, I fell into the bathtub, the curtains draped over me and my pants are around my ankles yes. and I'm in my boxer and my t-shirt. And you were in the, and and you were in the Penn have... state shower locker room, the, the football locker room. Yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. I got you. I got you, dog. I know what you're trying to say here. You, that's all right. No, no, yep. no it's no, all Chris, good. You that's were the not locker room in Penn State, and Sandusky was like, and I'm done. And you were like, that was so embarrassing. <laughs> oh, I can't believe that. You jackass. You got Joe Paterno so, fired anyway. from the football team. No, it's all good. You killed Joe Paterno. It's great. Fuck <laughs> you, man. So, anyway. <laughs> Um, it was my blackout drunk story. It's probably one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. And I'm sure my buddy, Josh, I'm sure he doesn't listen to the podcast, but if he does, I know Josh has the photo out there somewhere. God, um, I wish you would post it. I'm going to contact Josh. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck with that. All right. What was the second question? <laughs> so second question is, uh, if you guys could interview any celebrity on your podcast, who would it be? And why? Dan Blazarian. Okay, there's a second part to that question, Chris, and why? Uh, does does it need a fucking explanation that it's Dan Blazarian? I don't even know who the fuck that is, Chris. We can't be friends anymore, buddy. If you don't know who Dan Blazarian is, Dan Blazarian's a fucking awesome dude. Okay, well, Chris, I don't know who he is. You're gonna have to. He's an international playboy. Multi-millionaire, uh, poker uh, god, uh, former Navy SEAL for like three weeks. Uh, he just flies around on a <laughs> private jet with hot bitches all over the place. He has a mansion in Vegas. He he's he's everything that every dude ever wants to be. Dan Blazarian. Dan Blazarian, huh? Yeah, and fuck you for not knowing who Dan Blazarian is, bro. What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm sorry, dude. I don't look up to international playboys. What do you want me to say? Yeah, bro. I mean, you should figure your life out. You know more about R. Kelly and Michael Jackson than you do Dan Blazarian. God damn it, Daryl. 
They were huge figures in the black community, sir. Is Dan Blazarian a black figure in the black community? No, he's... Listen, okay, then, listen, Chris, there you go. Listen, okay? motherfucker. He's not I tapped into my culture. I don't get color, Daryl. I don't care what color Said Dan Blazarian every racist <laughs> ever. I don't see color. Oh, so you don't see that I'm a black man and automatically you just... It's the, no. it's the worst so, saying So when world. you led with your Tupac it's reference so and Yo yo yo, homie! What's crack a lacking? <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't. No. You didn't see color there. No, right? Daryl, it's the worst Fuck saying that. in the world. Anyways, goddamn it, Daryl, look up Dan Blazarian for fuck's sake. Dan Blazarian, I don't think I will. Oh. Okay, I don't think I All will. Right. Anyways, yeah, he's a he's an inspirational figure in my life. Okay, well that's cool. You international playboy with two kids and a wife. Good luck with that. My wife also knows that I enjoy Dan Blazarian. You enjoy Dan Blows. Great. Anyway, um, if I had to pick somebody to interview for the podcast, um, I would say I would. This man's a legend. Um, and I'm sorry, guys, that we're picking men. I know, you know, I'll, I'll do a man and a female. Chris, you think of a female. So after I finish my two, you, you give us a female so we can keep it fair and balanced okay. for the ladies. Um, so yeah, I think if it was a male, um, just because I find this person very interesting and I feel like it would just be a dope uh, interview to do on the podcast. Um, Cowboy Cerrone. I, w- I would love to have a chance to interview Cowboy Cerrone. That'd be the one guy. Yeah. Oh well, shit. Okay. I'll, uh, no, I I think just I, talking about obviously legacy in his career. I know a guy. Um, how the how the fuck he even hangs out with you, but um, you know, just kind of things like how fatherhood has changed him. Um, you know, and just kind of what his outlook is for the sport, and you know, just anything you know that makes him who he is. I you know, watching the last few fights, um, and I mean, I came in late in his career. I'll admit that. Um. You know, I, I've seen this kind of like transformation um, that kind of goes hand in hand. I follow him on the Instagram, but you're seeing some of the things that have happened in his life. It would just be really interesting, you know, us being, you know, team dad over here, you know, be interesting to hear his take on how, you know, fatherhood has changed um, his outlook on life and how he, you know, goes about his career and everything like that. I think that'd be an interesting conversation. He's one um, of my favorite people in the world. He's, he's funny yeah. as fuck. He seems like a cool dude. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so hook that up, Chris. Yeah. Wink, wink. Hint, hint. Yeah. Um, okay. yeah, get it done. So if I had to pick a female, um, whew, that's a tough one. Tough one. Um, I'd have to go with Sarah Jo Bonencamp. Oh, my God. You are picking <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. people here, Daryl. I'm just Shoot for the kidding. fucking stars, I... you son of a bitch. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I wouldn't do that. Um, man, so if I had to pick a woman for us to interview, and I, I think that's probably a little bit tougher for me. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. It's just a little tougher for me to pick um, one female is for us it, to interview. Is it? Dude, it really is, man. There's a lot of influential females out there, but um, I'm going to be cliche. I'm going to say Michelle Obama. I think that would be a great person to talk to and uh, get some insight. She's lived at the pinnacle of what many would call Americans success. Um, and it would be interesting to see how that success in uh, so many ways affected family and um, her views and opinions on certain things. And I think it would just be great to talk with her and uh, kind of pick her brain about that kind of stuff. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. 
It's really inspirational, motivational. Um, what about you, I, sir? Female. I pick Lauren Drain. Okay, why? <laughs> um. All right. Well, Lauren Drain fit on Instagram. Uh, she's, you know, inspirational and says a lot of really smart things. And she, Chris, are you constipated? She's um, highly intelligent and motivational and inspirational, and she's got a fat ass. And <laughs> and I love her so much. Um, you know, uh, that's that's it. You know, she's inspirational oh, and she's God. a good person, and she has done a lot for the women's movement. And she's an Instagram model. Um. No, she's just one of those dumb Instagram girls that would be fun to be on 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 the podcast with, and she's, you know, not bad to look at. She's easy on the eyes, Daryl. Hey, I uh, listen, dude. I get it. I get it, man. That's all. I'll go ahead and send you her link too. Lauren Drain Fit on Instagram. She's um yeah. So she's a so you guys girl. know everybody that I've said I don't know. Uh, this whole podcast, Chris has actually been <laughs> said to me their <laughs> Instagram profile. So so I can do some research so, and uh, and educate my stupid self. A, a so, funny story. Thank you, Chris. So Lauren Drain. Uh, I've always had like an Instagram crush on her. And one night I was at a UFC event in Las Vegas. And I walked down to get a beer, drunk out of my mind. And I saw her, <laughs> and I saw her standing there. And I ran back up to my seat like a small child, and I told Sarah, "Oh my God, Lauren Drain's down there. She's right there." And I started pointing at her, and Sarah was like, well, "Go talk to her." I was like, "I can't. I won't." And then after the fights, we were down in like the corridor area at the T-Mobile Arena, and she was standing right like fucking five feet from me. And Sarah goes, "Go talk to her," and I go. No, and I picked up my phone and pretended to call my brother, and I ran off. I literally sprinted the wrong direction, so I didn't have to talk to this lady. <laughs> and Sarah went and took pictures with her, and fucking, and gave her, you know, dab and all this bullshit. And I fucking ran like the scaredest little bitch ever. Uh, it was one of my all-time most shameful moments. Oh, Chris, she's a beautiful woman, and she's highly intimidating and very muscular, and uh, she's got a, a ass like a like a horse. And, and I, you just want her to, you just want her to bend you into a pretzel. Uh, you? you know, I just, I'd like to kick with her. I'd like to say hello to her, and you know. All right, there's in the off chance your wife ever does listen to our podcast. Gotcha, sir. Knows that's my that's my hall pass chick. That's the one. Oh, uh, uh, that's your hall yeah. pass. Yeah, nice. yeah. She's she's the, she's the one. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think my wife would ever give me a hall pass. So. Well, I just sent you her profile so you can take a look and be like, oh, yeah, she definitely hall pass worthy. Yeah, man, definitely. I'll take a look at it. Yep. Yep. For sure. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this up. Um, if you have any questions for us or comments for us. I like uh, the question part. Episode. Send all the questions. That's more fun. Yeah, questions are always fun. Keep the questions coming, guys. We love Rebecca it. Rebecca Houston, send um, us some good questions. Yeah, yeah, she's always interacting with us. Get on it, she Rebecca. Does. Come on. Rebecca with the Come K on. and the H, you dumbass. <laughs> so uh, you guys can find us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at 2DopePodcast. I'm not going to spell it because if you're listening, you probably can figure out how to do that. Yeah, you can't so, spell 2Dope, two two dope, you fuck, you're fucks. Yeah, so we're at 2DopePodcast on, again, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Hit us up. Let us know what you think of the episodes. If you got any suggestions or anything you want to hear us discuss, or if you got some questions for us, let us know. We will uh, hit them up on the next podcast. 
Um, so we're going to sign off with that. I've been Daryl. I've been Chris. And you guys have been absolutely amazing. Bye. See ya. <laughs>